What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Hey, 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 what do you say? How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, the Sons of Legends doing big things, yeah, baby. Yeah, man, we're moving on, man. We're moving on up that ladder. So, uh, we have a couple of big announcements that we want to uh, tell you guys. Uh, suspense is, of course, killing us. But we will be partnering with Red Gold Talk Radio, and we will be uh, airing the Sons of Legends in Arizona with Red Gold Talk Radio. We are teaming with JP and um, Gabriel. And is Gabe the, is the station manager. He's producer, the station manager. Things of that nature. Uh, shout out to them. And we'll be putting the Sons of Legends on the radio officially, baby. Let's go. This is this is pretty big for us. You know, it gives us the validation, as they say, that, you know, people are out there, man, and they're listening and they like our stuff. I'm you glad know? we're not just doing this for our health. You know, but we still would be doing it. I mean, we that's love the way doing this show. It started though, you know. It was just me and you, you know. It yep. was supposed to be, you know, pretty much just for me and you. You know, neither one of us is in the wrestling business, as they say. Right. You know, we didn't really expect people to listen to this show for real, for real. And it kind of feels good that someone who has their own. Their own platform. Here's our stuff, and wants us to be a part of it. You know, that's huge. That's good for two average Joes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we would we would be doing this podcast for three years this year in May. In May, and it it really it just started off as a hobby, man. Something for us to do. We liked uh, talking about wrestling and different things, and then it built into people listening and wanting to be on and we just made this platform for everybody to be able to talk about whatever they wanted how they felt about things and um i mean thank you guys for your support yeah it means the world it means the world to us i want to thank everybody that's been on the show i mean everybody even if you've only been on even if you've only been on once christian uh starting with ryan go he was our first guest a yeah. uh, big shout out to him, JP, uh, Wesley, uh, Teddy Duchamp. Uh, it's so Hardy. it's so like yeah, that. Clarissa Hart. It's so many people that you know that helped us build this, and I just want to thank everybody. Even if you've only been on for ten seconds, Tina. <laughs> for a few minutes. <laughs> Even if you're only on for a few seconds, thank you for being on and thank you for supporting us. And um just uh look out for us if you're in the Arizona area and you get uh Red Gold Talk Radio. Uh give us a listen, man, because we'll be on. We got so much content that he wants to play back and have kind of a marathon of the Sons of yeah. Legends. You know, and even if you don't live in Arizona, there is you know, like a homepage where they got all their shows. Yeah, you know, listen, you, where you can still listen. You can still listen. Go to uh, the Red Red Go Talk Radio website and uh, listen to the Sons of Legends. Man, just get us up here and and thank you guys. Thank you. And also, also, Gunner, I'm gonna let you introduce this one. We are going to be a part of a new show. It's the Pro Wrestling Jam Session, J-J-A-M. 
Now, we're doing this with our, our boy JP and our other friend Joe Violet. And, you know, Gabe's producing again. It, it's just a hoot to be on. It really is. It, the things we get on to on that show, it, it's just mega entertaining. Yeah. You know, um, it's supposed to be wrestling, but we talk sports. We talk. About, definitely had to talk the Super Bowl. Yeah, we, <laughs> we talk just about anything we want to, man. You know, uh, as long as it's entertaining, we're good. Definitely. Uh, the chemistry that we have with uh, Joe and JP and me and Gunner, uh, I mean, what more could you ask for in puns and <laughs> hilarious digs and, uh, I mean, knowledgeable stuff because JP is one of the smartest sm- sports guys that I know. Me too. You know what I mean? And... um I mean, he gets around to everything. Eventually, I'm going to get him back into MMA, but we'll, that's another story. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, uh, listen to the jam session. Listen to the Sons of Legends uh, on Red Gold Talk Radio. Check us out, man. We're doing this thing, man. We really are. Thank you, guys. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah. And, uh, thanks to uh, Anchor for giving us a platform to start on, Absolutely. man. Thank you to Anchor, uh, where you can monetize your own stuff. And uh, get you a, get you a podcast started, man. If you uh, need help guiding this thing, uh, sh- hit me up, Sons of Legends twenty one at gmail dot com. Uh, but let's get into some of the reason why we started this joint, baby. Yeah. The Royal Rumble winner, Edge. Now, whenever he first won the Royal Rumble. I had my doubts. I had my reservations because I thought it was going to be like Lesnar. I thought it was going to be like Goldberg. You know, he's just going to be there every so often and we'll see him at WrestleMania. Definitely. I was definitely against this. I was like, oh my God, here we go with the part-timers and they're they're not building new superstars and here we go again. We have to have a name from the Attitude Era to come and save the day again. Because that's what WWE is known for. When the big light is on, every single time they go to a new network or they go to a new platform or something happens, something big is supposed to happen, they use somebody from the Attitude Era to get them there. To be fair, it is the most profitable uh, time period of wrestling. I understand that, and that's the names that people know because during the Attitude Era, there were like 42 million fans of WWF. I mean, I can't really blame them for, you know, wanting to leave with their best foot forward and get, but people, here's, get here, people that people know out I, there. I get that, but here's the problem. When they had these big stars, they started making stars for the aggression era, right? Yeah, that's true. That's the reason why the ruthless aggression era popped the way it did because those old stars that were going out we're going out to the newer stars. JBL dropped to Cena. You know, Triple H dropped to Batista. And, you know, they were grooming that new age of stars, the Shelton Benjamins and the Randy Ortons. And they were mm-hmm. grooming those guys. So those guys now are household names. Who's grooming the guys now? Everybody that's coming in, everybody that's in there is pretty much like 10 years young. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of guys that's been around for 20, 30, 40 years. 
um, all the bigger names in WWE right now that wrestle every week, man, a lot of those guys are pushing 40 or north of 40. But they haven't been in the WWE. That's the thing. It takes a WWE guy to groom the next WWE guy because you have to play by their company rules. A lot of these guys come from the indies and they're like, shit, I'm used to being, you know, the creative of my own character. I'm used to doing my own, you know, there's not so many cameras in the indies. We don't have to worry about angles and looking at this camera and cutting promos a certain way. It takes those type of guys. And when those guys started retiring and they started bringing in all these indie guys, now they're learning. that That's why NXT pops the way it does because it has an indie feel to it. You know what I mean? So that's why I was against Edge winning the Royal Rumble. But I see what you're doing, bro. I see what you're doing. You're grooming the next set of stars. And that's exact. That's what I wanted out of every fucking comeback that ever happened. I wanted them to groom the next set of stars. Put over the next guys. And Edge is doing that tenfold in one week. Yeah, he says he's going to be there every week leading into WrestleMania, which I'm pretty excited about. You know, he will be uh, wrestling and cutting promos and doing all the, the segments and stuff, you know. You know, uh, I'm it's a big more, Edge fan. It's more important that he's giving the younger guys the rub that they finally deserve. When he showed up on Raw. But if he's going to be there, you know, does he have to give all the rub away? That's what the Royal Rumble win is for. It's for him to be a veteran and give the younger guys a chance to go against somebody like him. He hasn't wrestled nobody but Randy, but he's touched seven superstars since he's been there. He's gave, you see him shaking hands with Priest saying, you impress me. You see the Miz and Morrison cut a promo on him this week with Angel Garza. You seen him touching Finn Balor. You seen him touch, uh, Pete Dunn, you know what I mean? You seen he's just going around spreading this little rub like I see you and me. You know what I mean? I see, you know, the passion I used to have. He's giving them the spotlight that they need. And people were like, oh, Edge likes this guy. Let me see what he's about. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, it seemed like over the past maybe three or four years, every superstar spotlight that they had come in, rub the female, whether it was Becky or Charlotte or Sasha or whoever it was, one of the horsewomen normally, that's who always gets it. Becky got the Stone Cold rub, the Rock rub, you know, Charlotte got the Flair rub. Mm-hmm. No, no one goes face to face and gets in Austin's face, whether it's a female or not, and not catch a stunner. Yeah, it's true. He stunned May Young, for God's sakes. But all that was at a different time, though. Do you really think he was going to stun Becky Lynch? That's what we like they for. Don't, they don't play by them rules no more. Man, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Man, I guess I guess I can't really say that. I mean, Alexa Bliss did just catch an RKO a few weeks ago. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
Can't tell me Reggie and Sashino didn't put it on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the, and Xavier Woods is calling for reckoning. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? True. Let's 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 stop <laughs> with the with the beat. I'm just saying, when you have a spot like that, like I like the way Goldberg put over Strowman, but it just didn't work. I think it worked with McIntyre this time, though. You know, yeah. McIntyre looked a lot. The McIntyre looked even better coming out of his match with Goldberg than he did going in, and that was hard to do because we McIntyre had the ex- already looked like a million bucks, and we had the expectation that Goldberg was kind of going to squash him. Yeah, you know, it's uh, with Goldberg matches is, you know, they are squash matches most of them, and either you get squashed or you squash, and most of the time you're not going to squash Goldberg, so. You know, he usually does the squashing. He's right. not really, you know, you know, he's the squasher and not the squashy, as they say. Right, and what we really expected was for Brock Lesnar to come back. It's around that you time. You expected. What I really expected was Brock Lesnar come back, Goldberg get the belt. Yeah, well, because they're doing that evil yeah, because the they're, they're doing this new deal with Peacock, and I expected something. But the rub worked mm-hmm. just as good. And now we're looking forward to see who Edge is going to pick for WrestleMania because we don't know because he's been to all three shows. Hopefully and he made all Roman. three of them sound interesting. Hopefully it's Roman. Well, Roman probably had the best promo with him. Yeah. It's like Roman is the hottest thing in WWE right now. And him working with Edge would either put Roman over even more our edge gets his redemption, as they say. Well, it's a, a bigger question is what what company is going to pay the most for it? Is it going to be Fox or is it going to be Peacock? You know what well, I mean? What's that got to do with anything? Because they're the same company. If, if no, I know WWE is its own entity. Right. You know what I mean? So they're partnering with Peacock to air the stuff on the network. But Fox still has, you know, the SmackDown show, the Fox Sports 1 stuff when they do backstage and things like that. So, with with whoever he picks is going to be on that show, you know, more. He's going to be on more TV time with that show because he's going to have to do a lead up with him. After Elimination Chamber. But Peacock is an exclusive to Raw or something. I mean, it... It's gonna show yeah, that's kind of yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it was with with USA and Fox. It was more like who's. On I think what. Raw's still gonna be on USA, Art. I think they're just gonna. I think they're just gonna start streaming the pay per views on Peacock, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I gotta see how this deal works out to see how big that the actual main event could be because Drew McIntyre. And Edge is nothing to sneeze at. Neither is Edge going for the NXT title. In my opinion, that's probably the most intriguing thing to see. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting to see, you know, Edge go down there and you know uh, help NXT rise even higher. You know, I'd love that because I mean, technically NXT hasn't had that 
veteran yet, yeah. so to speak. I mean, they did in the beginning when they were bringing Cesaro and Italia and people like that, and they were showing, like, for real wrestling skills down there. Cesaro was kind of not held back while he was in NXT. That was some of my favorite matches that he had with Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. But that's nothing to sneeze at, so I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But it'd be on a completely different show. It'd be on the TakeOver instead of being at WrestleMania. Or this could be the first year that the, well, Rhea Ripley had the women's NXT title at WrestleMania. But this could be the first year that NXT title is defended at WrestleMania. That'd be huge. Yeah, it would be huge. I kind of think it's Edge and uh, Roman. You know, because like you said, Roman had the best story with him. And it is the... It would be pretty hot, you know, Spear versus the Spear. Right, Edge know? coming back nine years to get the title that he never lost on the show right. that he left on. Right, and you know, as I said, you know, Edge bleeds blue, as they say. You know, SmackDown was his show back in the day, and I'd like to see him go back to SmackDown, honestly. You know, it just feels right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. All right, uh, so... Speaking, I want to talk about Randy and Alexa. Like, where do you see this thing going? Eventually, it'll bring... Eventually, it's going to bring back the the Fiend. You know, Randy and Alexa, you know, that's keeping the Fiends, uh, the Fiend and Randy warm while the Fiend's off TV. And, you know, they're doing a great job with it. Uh, Eventually, it'll lead to the Fiend coming back. You know, there may be... You know, progressing more towards the the women getting physical with the guys, but I highly doubt there's gonna be a match between Randy and Alexa. Yeah, there's that's not gonna no, no happen. Way. That's no. not gonna happen. Even though it would be intriguing the way she's doing her matches now, because now that they have no audience, they can do a lot of cutscenes, and she's good at it. Yeah, she is. She's good at it. Man, I love her character right now. She is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All the the changing from the goddess to the the funhouse Alexa to the fiend Alexa and all of that stuff that she's doing the riding the horses and talking to imaginary people she is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. I love what she's doing. And Randy had a match with Drew McIntyre, and um, right now Drew is uh got turned on by Sheamus. Which we saw coming. That's the match I'm looking for at the WWE for the WWE title at WrestleMania. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. So I think that it's uh, big enough that Sheamus is a big enough name to where him and Drew could you know they could draw the numbers. A I feel bit. like they have a good enough story to right. do it. You know they they have enough story to you know get people interested. The as they pictures say. and stuff from them being real young to growing right. up and him leaving and all of the stuff that they had to do. He was champ while he was away and he was happy for him. And then he comes back and Drew's champ and Sheamus is not happy for him. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck, bro? You know, I'd, I'd like to see this match because it would kind of stick it to that uh, kind of idea that every title match at, w, at a WrestleMania... At, Every WWE title match, WrestleMania needs to have that part timer. Yeah, know, like two uh, full time people couldn't do that to draw the numbers or whatever. And yeah, I like to see uh, McIntyre and Sheamus. You know, just for that reason. You know, possibly uh, <coughs> for that reason. Personally, um, 
I don't know what I want to see. I want to see someone come back, and I, I actually do want to see a part-timer come back. I want to see a part-timer come back. I want to see Drew McIntyre get whooped on but win, and I want The Miz to cash in. Yeah, I know how you feel about that. This is not but I going do to work. want that to happen. I want Miz to cash in. And I want Miz to get another title run, dude. If the Miz cashes in at this point, it's going to be worse than it was the first time. That it's just the way that they're playing him off. It's the way they're making him look. I know you think that he can turn it on, you know, whenever, and he'll look great. He'll be, uh, you know, a viable contender. And this is coming from a Miz fan, one of the biggest Miz fans, probably. You know, on the planet, you know, I love The Miz, but without the machine behind him, this is not going to work. Like, I'm literally just waiting for them to waste his cashing. Right, because he had cut a promo with Edge, and Edge called him dumb for telling him what he was going to do. I'm just waiting for him to be the next guy to not cash in successfully. Which he already did and got it back. Stupid. (laughs) don't play the Miz off (laughs) he can do it dude like I said I feel like the Miz could turn it on whenever the Miz can't do it it's well they let him do it because they're doing a pretty good job of making him look like he's not a threat at all having him wrestle handicap matches with John Morrison against you know Sheamus and they barely beat him Having him uh, look like a fool every single time he's in there with somebody is right, and he can't even beat Grand Metalik. Exactly, you know they 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 do a pretty good job of making him look like he's not a threat at all. So how are we supposed to believe that he could be WWE champion right now? You're right. You're right. Hate to say it, but you're right, man. The Miz isn't looking the best. I mean. He hasn't even he hasn't looked good since they were on SmackDown as tag team champions, which they shouldn't have took away from them. They never technically lost it. And yet, instead, we'd rather just feed them the Braun Strowman. Man. <laughs> Why do you gotta bring these things back up? I finally suppressed hey, that memory. Hey. I love the hey 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 ho ho break. song. <laughs> Brian wet the bed till he was six years old. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Miz and Morrison are definitely entertaining if they're not anything else. Yeah, but I hate the fact that they're making John Morrison look like he's some dumb jock. And he's like a world champion everywhere else he's been. Like John Morrison did such a great job out there moving around the Lucha Underground and Impact, making himself you know, look like the biggest, like a pretty big main eventer. And he comes back to WWE and they He's do in a tag team with The Miz. Like, I love Miz and Morrison. Maybe but... because they just, they love being as a team, man. That's like brothers, you know. They love being around each that. other. Whether it's whether they're riding high or riding on a low, they'd rather they be to together. Ride, I get that, but did they have to make them ride the lowest of low? Is no, they were of... SmackDown tag champs for a while. For a good while. They won the first ever tag team elimination chamber, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, they and were 
That wasn't a first tag team elimination chamber. But they won that mug against Otis and all those guys. Heavy Machinery, Usos, New Day, I believe was in it. Yeah, Miz and Morrison came out on top on that one. I mean, they won, I believe, the ladder match at Mania, which was just one-on-one, basically, a triple threat ladder match. I think that's where they lost. No, they won, and then they lost in a triple threat match, regular triple threat with the Miz. Okay. Morrison won the the ladder match because I remember him grabbing both belts and falling down onto a ladder. Okay. But, yeah, um, you make a valid point on why Miz shouldn't cash in, but how long can he freaking hold it? I, money in the bank has been so screwed for me this year. I don't really even care at this point. <laughs> don't, don't blame money in the bank. It is. Blame creative for putting money in the bank on Otis. And then having him lose it in a lawsuit and a tag match where they took his tag partner away from him and split up both tag teams that was in that match. Split up him. They split up Heavy Machinery. And they split up Sonya Deville and uh, and and Mandy Rose. Sends Mandy to Raw to team with Dana Brooke. Otis on a limb with Gable and... And Tucker is running around chasing our truth for the twenty four seven title. In some clothes that we don't even recognize them. No, in. I wouldn't even be able to tell you that it was Tucker. <laughs> we don't even recognize them. But yeah, uh, that goes to the point about tag teams, man. Speaking of tag teams, let's go to NXT. Do we have to? We got to talk about the Dusty Rhodes, quote unquote. Tag, quote, quote, tag team, tag team classic. Because uh, MSK made it through. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma made it through, which Legato and MSK will face off. And the winner of that will face either the Grizzled Young Veterans, which is Matt's pick to win the whole thing, mm-hmm. or Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Why don't we just cut the BS and just give it to Thatcher and Ciampa right now? Why don't we? I mean, there's some good tag teams in there, but... Because if history tells us anything... It's that a tag team is not going to win. And apparently two thrown-together superstars are better than every tag team on the roster. And you know what's messed up? The one year, one year that a tag team won, nobody even talks about that year, which was the year when TM61 faced the AOP in the finals. No yeah. one even talks about it because neither one of those teams are there. Yeah, they rather they, they talk about uh, Balor and Joe, and they talk about Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, and they talk about the night the Undisputed Era was formed. Which wasn't even a team because Bobby Fish was hurt, and it was Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole as a team, and then Roger Strong joined them. Which made another thrown together team in the finals with Pete Dunn and Roderick Strong. So Pete Dunn was in the finals twice mm-hmm. without a partner. <laughs> it just kills me. It really does. I, I don't understand it. And they Why? got some good tag teams in there too. MSK is in that joint. Grizzle Young Veterans is in that joint. Legato is in, in that joint. In a perfect joint. world, Grizzle Young Veterans would win this thing. You know, they've been killing it on NXT UK, 
And then they come over here to NXT and winning this tag team classic, I feel, and getting shot at the tag titles would just propel them into the tag team scene here in uh, NXT. Which we definitely need we because... Need desperately. Because uh, with uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch holding the titles and no one really to face, they got a whole tournament of tag team people and it's only like actual five legitimate tag teams in that whole tournament. I mean, there are a few tag team tag teams in here. You know, there you got was, uh Kier, you got Kieran, uh you got uh Killian Dane and, and Drake, uh, Maverick. Drake Maverick, you know, they've been together for a little while. You got yeah. MSK, you know, the way I like the way. I like the way, but you know. again, Cause, yeah, but then they go out to Koshida and Leon Ruff in the first round. That's what I'm saying. That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, the actual tag teams are going out to thrown together teams in the first round. Champa and Thatcher are probably going to win this thing. And who knows? They might take the tag title. They, I think they will. I think whoever wins this tournament, if Pat McAfee doesn't come back, then... Lorkin and Birch are going to lose to whoever wins this tournament. History says that whoever wins this tournament is going to get the tag title. History says it'll be Champa and Thatcher. More than likely. Yeah, which pissed me off about the women's the women's classic. Okay, I have a that 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 tournament has a brighter spot mm-hmm. because I can believe that Dakota Kai and Raquel, and Raquel Gonzalez, Gonzalez are going to win this thing. I, I can't. I'm on my knees every night praying to the Lord that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez win this thing and they get a shot at those women tag team titles. Because I could believe that they could take them from Shayna and Nia. I think so Naya. too. I think Raquel Gonzalez has a big enough name at this point where people are going to be like, holy crap, who is this giant girl? And she, if she can pick up Nia Jax for that power bomb, that'd be the OMG moment at Mania that they are looking for for the women's tag titles. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. That would be awesome. But I have a feeling, I mean, Ember and Shotzi are just two faces that people love. I enjoy both Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart in the ring. I'd rather see Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell win this thing than them. I'd rather see The Way win. On one side or the other side, give us at least one side. I could see that. I could. I could see that. But I got to hope for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Me too. Dakota really needs this break. They are a legitimate team, and they would be a uh, it'd be a great set of challengers for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Right, because I believe uh, Nia and Shayna has beaten all the rest of those girls except. Raquel Gonzalez. And it'd be interesting to see. I know she's definitely beaten Ember. Yeah. She's definitely beaten Candace. True. Shayna has as champ. You know what I right. mean? Shayna was running through that division and she, as she champ. She Dakota Kai. She was running through that division yeah. as champ. But she hasn't seen Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, that's true. 
And this is not exactly the same Shannon Baszler that it was when she was running through NXT as NXT Women's Right, Champions. she seems a little bit more toned down. Yeah. So, you better watch out. But that's our hopes, though. Let's not get our hopes up. <laughs> Let's not get our hopes up. Okay, but uh, that match, man, between uh, Balor and O'Reilly and... Lorkin and Birch, man, that's tag team wrestling, dude. And I, you guys see that I quit calling the guy Ben Failure. So I'm giving him his props. And this was a, a tag team match. Everything that was happening from the quick tags to the distracting of the ref to even the finish where everybody's down. Danny Birch goes for this drop kick off the, turn bu- off the second turnbuckle and Kyle catches him with the heel hook. Like that was a good tag team match. And I'm so glad to see Edge come down to NXT because after that match, Pete Dunne, of course, attacked uh, Finn Balor and all that stuff. You know, the Undisputed Era came and saved him. He gave him the nod or whatever. But Edge came down and gave both Pete Dunne and Finn Balor that golden touch with that Royal Rumble win. Like, I've never had that title. And Pete, he's like, Pete Dunne, you remind me of me when I was younger. Pete shrugged the shoulders. He's like, I'd have did that too, kid. <laughs> yeah. You know... Edge is making his rounds. And I'm glad to see it. I really am. Because for somebody who had to give up what they love to do for nine years and is finally coming back to it. I mean, if I was Edge, I would want to be full-time too. You know, I'd want to get back into... You know, the business that I loved, the business that was different, un- man. Was he's been at home taken away from me. He's been at home with his kids and he's got two kids at home and all that stuff. So you just never know. But I'm glad to see it, too. And I feel like they need that full time person to give them that rub that they're looking for because Brock wasn't doing it. Brock was burying everybody on his way up. Goldberg wasn't doing it. He was burying motherfuckers on his way up. Yeah, so it is a big enough name to where if you beat him, then that's a huge accomplishment. The first thing he did when he came back was lose to Randy. Right. You know what I mean? Even though I mean, Randy doesn't really even, Yeah, that's that what I was going to say. But Randy was the guy that he trusted to have those set of matches with to make sure that he was back. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? He needed that veteran at first to right. make sure that he was ready to do this. Now he's ready to call the shots in the ring. Yeah, I get that. I do. You know what I mean? And I think Edge is doing a great job. And I believe that he can, you know, bring a lot of guys up. He's already did, like, The Miz and Damian Priest and Finn Balor and Pete Dunne and Roman Reigns. And, you know, if him and Roman go at it and he loses to Roman at Mania, Roman's name is going to shoot up so high. He's already up there. You know, you keep saying, you know, him making everybody. And that's a good thing. You know, but I would not be bad if he got a little bit of shine for himself. Me too. too. He's gonna get that belt. He said. You know? I mean, I believe when he said he's got, he has to win the Royal Rumble. I didn't believe him, but when he said he has to be champion to the Miz, like you don't get it. I was awesome ten years ago, twenty years ago. I did that. I have to be champion. I believe him. Yeah. Edge cuts a promo like nobody's business. Yeah. You got to remember. This was the live sex scene on <laughs> on Monday Night Raw, people. Yeah. Edge knows how to do it. I think he deserves to have, you know, a little bit of a, a shine, you know, a little bit of a run to where, 
he is back on top for a little while. Yeah, me too. I think he deserves it too, and I can't wait. The possibilities are just endless. They are. You know, we've never seen him face AJ Styles. Intriguing as hell. We've never seen him face Daniel Bryan. We've never seen him face Finn Balor. We've never seen him against Roman, I don't think. Nah, not against Roman either. But like I said, yeah, the possibilities are just endless right now. And I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. But... Uh, before I get out of NXT, how do you feel about Santos and Kyrian Cross? I really like what's happening. Um, I think I don't think that it's doing anything for the cruiserweight title. Though. That's that's my issue here. You know, him being cruiserweight champion and feuding with someone who's not going to be coming for that title. You know, like I get that he's run through the cruiserweight division and. It's an intriguing matchup because Cross is pretty quick for somebody so big, you know. And I'd like to see Santos at the bar smash go him. at somebody who he can't really bully, you know. Like he's he'll be the under he'll be the underdog again in this match with Kieran Cross. But with Legato on the side, maybe it'll turn out different. Yeah, you know that should kind of even out the odds a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I I'm mad that. They should have got someone who was actually able to be in the weight class that has a name like that, able to come for that title. Yeah. Like a Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Somebody like Timothy that. Thatcher, yeah, I get that. Uh, Chad Gable. He's like 205. You know, like, I'm I'm sure the match is going to be okay. Uh, it's going to be pretty good. And the feud should be all right. The as, feud as well. is better than the matchup is probably yeah. going to be. You know, it's just something I've got to get used to, I guess. Yeah, I, you rather him have a contender than just have a feud. Right, you know, because what's he going to do with the Cruiserweight title? Just carry it around with him? Exactly, but, I mean, hopefully that uh, a match like this would bring the cruise, make him look more dominant as a Cruiserweight champion, so maybe he'll bring up some challengers instead of bringing, you know, he's maybe at a level where he can't be brought up anymore. Yeah. And it's going to take someone else to bring him up like a Kyrian cross to get in his face. And Kyrian needs something to do while he's not going for the title. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, this is, I think this is good. I like what's happening. Out of left field, I guess. Yeah, true. But he needs something to do. Right. He did get an edge's face. Yeah. I like that. Right. That's a, you know, nice possibility, too, right there. I'd like to see Edge in one match in NXT. That, that'd yeah. be real good. Um. But yeah, let's go to SmackDown, brother. Okay. So um, Roman uh, came out and started and basically said Edge needs to give him his decision by the end of the night. I think that these two would work so well together. Edge is like, I mean, Roman's like, I'm the big dog now. Right, and you're going to acknowledge me. Edge to come in and it's like, I've done so much for this business. I'm the real main eventer here. And it just... Go off like, but I boom, don't even know what when Ed, when Roman got an Edge's face. Roman told everybody to leave the ring. It was hella funny when he told Paul to stand back, not to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> but boom, here comes KO ruining shit. There he goes again. Like KO just won't go away. He just won't, <laughs> <laughs> he just won't go away. And yeah, you know, I was glad to see this feud. Because 
it get it did well for both of them, you know. It got KO back into the main event scene and it gave Roman a believable challenger. But personally, yeah, I'd like to see this feud just go. You know, I think this one's over. You're done with it. Pretty much. Well, KO just won't go he away, bro. He's not going anywhere, apparently. He's <laughs> not going away. And um so I don't know where they're going with it. I know that 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 the biggest thing that they could do is probably edge against Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But KO's still lurking. What's I mean, what's it gonna take to get him out of the picture, so to speak? I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. But I but I hope he stands aside for this match though. Maybe he could sick Jay on him for a change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um because KO seems to not. There's there's no let up on him going after Roman because he stunned the bricks off of Roman at the end of the show. So <clears throat> I don't know where it could go. But the one thing that I did love on SmackDown was that Triple Threat IC title match. Woo! That was a good one. Barn burner, baby. I'm Biggie, loving Sami Zayn the way. and Apollo Cruz. I'm loving the way that they're doing Big E right now. He's not just funny. He's not just entertaining. The man is a workhorse in there. And I'm glad that he's getting to show it. Because he is having great matches. He is. He's having good matches. He's uh, looking looking dominant. You know what I mean? Uh, But not looking dominant to the point where he can't be beaten. Right. You know what I mean? That's Uh, a good mix. And Sami Zayn with his conspiracy theories... And Apollo Crews just looks like he could turn heel any minute, which would be good for him. Mm. Um, but I I don't know if it's going to work with uh, him Roman running with Roman. I, I would not think so either. It wouldn't be the bloodline, right? Would it? But it think- would, though, if Roman's basically saying, I love everybody and I take care of everybody and, you know... Anybody that sits at the table is my family. You know, there is a certain way we pictured Roman's uh, faction, you know, over the years. It was Roman, it was the Usos, maybe Tamina and I Jax. You know, that that's the bloodline that, you know, was engraved in our heads. But that's know? because we all were making pictures and, you know, we were just doing this on our own. Right. Right, I mean, our vision didn't include Paul Heyman, and he's there. Yeah. But he does have a role, though. He has a special role in the group. And so would anybody that joined if they wanted a seat at the table. I mean, I can understand what Paul Heyman's doing, yo. He's a special counsel, and Roman and Jay Uso are legitimately, you know, related. You know, I don't... But we haven't seen Jimmy, though. Yeah. So we don't know what role he's going to play yet. Hopefully, he gets well soon and we're able to see him yeah. come back because Main Event J is doing it. You know, what I, I just mean? don't see where Apollo Crews would fit into this. Yeah, I mean, but he's taking advice from the big dog. Yeah, you know, it's one thing to take advice, you know, and it's another thing to, you know, be all the way in the group, as they say. Well, we'll see. I, I'm intrigued by it. I think that it could work personally. Um how do you feel about Cesaro beating the brakes off of Daniel Bryan every week? I'm enjoying the matches, and I, I don't... 
He got his head busted over yeah, this he, week. Yeah, he did. Uh, personally, I think that the trigger to pull on Cesaro is, is past. It's kind of past. You know, it's getting to the point to where, yeah, he wins a couple of matches, but he's still in that building the momentum, though, to move up the car. And if you have him beat the same person every week, yeah. I don't think that it does as much. And not only that, Daniel Bryan's not the top guy that he was. That's another thing. You know, him and Cesaro are about the same level, in my opinion. At you know, this at least point. Uh, right now. Yeah, you know, Cesaro's been brought up a little bit. Daniel Bryan's kind of gone down a little bit. You know, they're about seeing eye to eye right now. As far as Cesaro being tag champs with Nakamura and all that stuff that he did and Daniel Bryan running with fucking Otis and Chad Gable. They're about eye to eye right now. If they really wanted to push Cesaro more up the card, I don't think Daniel Bryan's the one to do it. I mean, they're great matches, but... If he's going to go farther up the card, then I, I don't think Daniel Bryan's a feud. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to do anything for Cesaro. He needs, you know, something a little bit bigger. And he wasn't even in the Final Four like I imagined in the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? And uh, with Seth Rollins coming back next that week. That would be the matchup that I would be looking for. If it was him... And Seth, then I think, and he got the win over him. Then I think that would be, you know, enough to kind of push him forward into the main towards the main event. Because he's like right there, he just needs the perfect person. I feel like he could be the one to take the title off of Big E, though. I don't. I I think he was before, wasn't he? No, no, he took the U.S. title. Yeah, he was U.S. champion. But yeah, yeah. I can definitely see him as Intercontinental champion. Right now, yes. That would probably be the feud to go after because Cesaro is operating on a better level right now where it's mm-hmm. believable that he could be the one to, you know, just jump in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let him attack Apollo Crews, get him out the way or something, or you know, get fed up with Sami Zayn's conspiracy stuff and get him something to get him in that picture. But let's save it for kind of closer to mania. Yeah, most definitely. I would not have a problem with Cesaro being Big E's challenger. Because I would love Big E to have a nice run with that belt. And mania will be pretty good. And him and Cesaro should have a classic, you know. It should be pretty good. And Cesaro's strong as a mug, dude. Yeah, so him swinging Big E, yeah, him swinging Big E is no small feat. That mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be a live crowd this year, so I'm I'm looking forward to how Mania is gonna play out. It's gonna be very interesting, and it's Gunner's birthday, the eleventh. Yes, sir. So you see, my birthday's always near WrestleMania, but it's never actually on WrestleMania day. So I'm excited year, about that. It's going to be on WrestleMania, and we're going to be in-house with with uh, all the shindigs. So I can't, can't wait. wait. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. But, yeah. Um, so after the uh, – with, uh, with Daniel Bryan and all that stuff, the last thing that's left on SmackDown for me is Ziggler and Rude carrying around the tag titles with this kind of greaser look that they got going on. Um they had a match with um, 
was it Otis and uh, Gable? Yeah, I believe they fought Otis and Gable, and then they and then the Street Profits were doing like commentary somewhere. Yeah. It was it's kind of weird, but okay, I do like the way they wrestle together. I don't like this kind of leather jacket thing they got going. But I do like the way they wrestle together. Yeah. They gel very well. Yeah, Dolph and uh, Bobby Roode, you know, they're one of them thrown together tag teams. It took them a little while, in my opinion, for me to, you know, really see them as, as a, tag a tag team, team tag team. But, yeah, I could definitely uh, see them right now. You know, they're doing their thing with the tag titles. And it's just, other than the Street Profits, who do they go after? That's who the, comes at them? It's, that's it's, the whole thing. It's shallow, it's man. Shallow. It's shallow. It's it, and I believe it's super shallow to the point where they could, they could unify those tag team titles and have them go from show to show like they do the women's. I could definitely get behind that. You know, too many tag team titles in a place that's not really that great for tag teams right now because, you know, they're shallow. It's uh, some divisions are shallow. Some divisions. Have teams, but they're not really using them. Yeah, it's, it's just, not just not enough TV time for everybody. Right. And if you got these really strong stories that are going to take up three and four segments between, like, I mean, Sasha and Carmella take up three, two, three, four segments, especially with Bianca in the mix now. Because Bianca went into the Royal Rumble. Be, that's another feud that I think should be over. Sasha and Carmella. I'm ready. I mean, the whole entire world. As soon as Bianca won the Royal Rumble, like people what? were putting pictures up immediately of Sasha and Bianca. That's the they match, just, man. That's they just the cannot. I can't wait. I literally cannot wait. It's to the point to where as long as that match delivers, I could care less what they do with the Raw Women's title. I'm at that level. Well... Because I already know where I'm going with it, and I will not be mad this time. <laughs> I was trying to as save I it. Get this, as long as I get this match. I was trying to save I'll it. I'll be all right. Now, Sasha and Bianca is definitely what the streets is calling for. What the streets is not calling for is Lacey Evans and Charlotte to feud. I personally like it because I like the stature of both of them. Both of them are tall. Both of them are athletic. I feel like they can have a good match, but Lacey still is green. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe Charlotte could be the one to show her how, you know, to operate a match to move, as, as Edge would say, to move the chess pieces around to make it a really good match. But... With Ric Flair in the mix and all of this stuff, and with Lacey facing Oscar at Elimination Chamber, it seems like it's leading to a women's title match with Lacey and Charlotte at Mania. Oscar's once again going to be pushed out of the picture right around WrestleMania. Or it could be a triple threat, and then Oscar gets the shaft. It should. It could be a triple threat because I know be how threat. WWE works. They don't. They definitely don't want to take Oscar out. They did it with uh with uh the triple threat a few years ago with Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky. Yeah, they definitely did. They had Charlotte win the title like like a two week weeks. before WrestleMania. And Oscar didn't even get to be on Mania, did she? I don't think so. 
that sucks. They did, they do the same thing all the time to people like Jenna Mahal, Oscar. But that's not what the streets is calling for. I'm sure for, we dude. all know how sick of it I am. I don't even really need to reiterate my point. <laughs> you know what they know. We all know it. I'm not getting into this. You have to, I'm bro, not. because Charlotte's the I'm greatest, not. man. I'm not, Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. She's just so great. I don't want to hear it. We can't have the queen I don't want to hear off it. Off of WrestleMania. Can we please talk about something else? I'm not. All right, Bobby Lashley and Riddle. Okay, fine. Let's talk about that. I hope they don't break up the Hurt Business for one, because... I would hate that. But for two, Bobby Lashley's main streak, he is looking as dominant as ever before. I think at Elimination Chamber, they called it uh, Riddle, Lashley, and Keith Lee for the United States title. I'm looking forward to this match. It should be a good one. Uh, I don't want them to take the title off Bobby Lashley, but I can I see do. them doing it I want it Keith Lee to pin Riddle for the United States title, put the title on Lee, and let Bobby Lashley go for bigger things, baby. Bobby and Drew at Mania. Let's go. It'll probably, I think it'll probably be Sheamus and Drew Let's at go. Bobby and Drew at Mania, baby. Let's have, let's have Bobby Lashley take Sheamus out. Yeah, but I could definitely see getting the United States title off of him and pushing him to bigger things. Because he could have been WWE champion the last time they had this match if it wasn't for Lionel. Definitely, dude. Definitely. I would love to see another Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. That's that believable. And I think it was the Money in the Bank last year. That's one that's believable that Drew could yeah. lose. Yeah, I think so too. Bobby's looking like he can beat anybody. But the, the biggest reason why I believe that is because he has MP, MVP with him. If MVP was not with him, would you still be able to believe that? Not if he was running around with Lana. What if it's just him? If, if he still had this main streak and he was doing the things that he was doing, then yeah. But MVP is just making it seem... MVP's putting that talk to it. Right. Like right. anything you say, he's like, Bobby Lashley's better at it. I mean, we've seen Lashley carry the World Heavyweight title before at Impact, and he didn't do much more talking than he does now. Exactly. You know, like we've seen the whole Dominator thing, and I'd love to see that myself. You know, he's but MVP would add another element to it. Right, you know, MVP adds the the extra element to it. Not just that, the business element. He's like, you pay us, we show up type thing. You know what I mean? And I'm not having Bobby fight anybody if it ain't for profit. Right. So I can, yeah, I can get behind all that. Yeah, I can definitely see, uh, I definitely see Lashley coming to Drew McIntyre sometime in the future. That's, that's dope. Um, Anything else you want to get into, bro? Uh, this week on MLW, I'm looking forward to this match. Leo Rush and Laredo Kid, title for title. The the MLW middleweight title. The AAA cruiserweight title. This match should be insane. And, and since Leo has left WWE, he has been doing some crazy things yeah. out there. This match should be dope. He had a dope wait. match with Myron Reed. So just look out for that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. Um, 
But yeah, tell them where to reach you, bro. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay six seventy seven on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog three on Twitter. Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends twenty one at gmail dot com, and you can listen to us on Red Gull Talk Radio. That's R E D G U L L Talk Radio. Listen to us at the website or anywhere else. If you're in Arizona, you can hear us on our airwaves. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends, and we will talk to you guys next week. So long. Peace out.